Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I could talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Today is November 24th, 2015, and it's been quite a quite a month. Um, those of you who have been following me, I had to have some pretty serious surgery. I had three surgeries and just couldn't do the show. Even though I kept getting ideas for what kind of show I wanted to do, it just was not going to happen. So um, this was left over, this idea about comparing the Catholic Church and AA because I went and saw Spotlight, really great film with Mark Ruffalo and Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, and um, a bunch of other, uh, Lee Shriver. Very, very great film about what the Boston Globe exposed in 2002. But the they really did, so I guess they have this um, part of the, the newspaper called Spotlight, and they wound up really investigating it. And uh, but what happened is that 9/11 happened, and kind of overshadowed, to say the least. And so they waited, and then it was, you know, came out in the paper in the beginning of 2002. And I remember you know, lived here, and you know, hearing about it. But I think you know, still four months later, there was a lot of you know, the silly stuff with you know anthrax that came around and kind of a diversion of what happened with 9-11. And I know that even recently, the LA Times got 30,000 pages that were released to them at the beginning of this year to, you know, talk about, um, well, what happened with, um, I think it was Mahoney here in Los Angeles covering up the sex abuse, sex abusers, you know, priests. And um, one thing that was kind of... uh, what I can say is people that are in AA the way I was in AA are insulated and you don't really know, you think AA is this, you know, simple little, just these pods, you know, little groups that go and you can create, anybody can start one and no one really can tell you how to do it. But yeah, there's a lot of rules within Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, basically what, just let me try to get back to my chat room. Uh, I'm going to take some calls too, 818 Four seven five ninety two eleven. I'm going to do a short thirty minute show. I'm probably not going to do any more shows till the end, till the new year. 
as I was really trying to rest and heal, it's going to take another uh, couple of two and a half weeks. I might upload some old shows. I think that's what I might do. And then beginning of the year, have some more professionals on and then talk about some of these things that are really bugging me. Um, you can buy the film right now for a short time only. Um, it's available on the 13stepfilm.com website, and you can pay with uh, PayPal. Or And if you click PayPal, then you can choose PayPal or your credit card. You can send a check to the P.O. Box. And um, we will ship it even internationally for a little bit more money as it costs more money. All right, so back to this whole thing. When I first was introduced to Paul Cleary, um, who was the AA board member who helped me when I was making the Make AA Safer workshop, um, I was given two pieces of paper. One was from The Guardian that was printed in um, on July 4th, Tuesday of 2000. And it says, Drink Advice Service Confronts Sex Abuse, AA Acts on Rising Reports of Attacks by Volunteers. Vulnerable alcoholics seeking help for their addiction are being subjected to sexual and other abuse at the hands of long-serving volunteers from the world's largest alcohol support group. An internal memorandum circulated to every Alcoholics Anonymous group in the country reveals that the volunteer members are increasingly being investigated by police forces examining allegations of sexual abuse. Now, this is in the U.K. Uh, So when I got a hold of this, I was like, oh, if you want to see this, I just posted it up on Facebook, Monica Richardson to Facebook. I just printed this story. You Google The Guardian, Alcoholics Anonymous, and The Church, and you'll find this article. And I think it's good to kind of re-get it out there in social media, because when this came out, social media didn't exist um, at all, the way it exists now. And so I was given this, and then the other one is Predators in AA, which um, the Australia main office actually put it on their website so i thought oh you know this was done in you know this was leaked in the uk and they addressed it and so things must be great over there or better over there and then oh somebody addressed it in australia and so look at how good they were and so let's just do this and they're gonna they're gonna want to do this because you know someone else has already done it and of course we found out that wasn't true paul clary you know certainly found that out and uh you can find his memo is on uh, nadaytona.org. So let, let's go on here. I'm going to read a little more. It is impossible to quantify the allegations since AA is committed to anonymity and will not be drawn on any aspect of its work. But the document makes it clear the group's general service board has known of the problem for some time and feels it must be tackled at a national level. According to the memo leaked to the Glasgow-based Herald newspaper with NAA in quotes, There is a small minority of men and women who operate with sick but hidden agendas. And no matter what they may say, they seek self-gratification often at the expense of other members or potential members, end of quotes. Public exposure of the memo is embarrassing to AA, but the document itself was being interpreted yesterday as an attempt by the group to confront the ills which have long dodged other voluntary organizations. A senior alcohol addiction worker said, in quotes, it came as a bit of a shock to me, and I have never picked up on these allegations before. AA is an all-difficult position. We all put checks and balances in place, but it is very difficult to protect people entirely from abuse of position because the people involved are invariably clever. Well, that's all well and good, but you could also just um, have a safety statement read like what we did, 
um, you could put warning posters up, like make it, that's part of an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. You must place these on the back of all the bathroom doors and by the coffee maker, and you need to make an announcement that these people, you know, and it's a three, it's a three-prong predator problem. I'm going to go on to read this and then talk about what that three-prong predator problem is. Um, it is understood the chairs of AA York-based General Service Board drafted the memo after being made aware of the rising number of police investigations. It was issued as a, consult- a consultation document to an- autonomous groups across the country, and the board is hoping to find new ways of framing guidance to prevent further abuse. Abusers within the organization are said to have exploited their positions as sponsors, taking advantage of the vulnerable when they are at their lowest ebb. Contact is usually made through telephone helplines and then continued in the home. You know, this is really true. And I've heard stories even about women um, who were, you know, and men, gay men, where these guys said they had to be naked to read their fifth step. Um, That was actually part of the problem that the Mexican community here in Los Angeles and Southern California told me that, that they were this kind of thing was done, that the women were told to do their fifth step with um, old-timer AA men who were absolutely doing this. And um, uh, let's see. Um, AA has guidelines, guidelines governing who is eligible to become a sponsor or answer helplines and make home visits, but the memo reveals these have been broken with some taking on the role with neither the appropriate experience nor duration of sobriety. The document says, in quotes, there appears to be a growing number of cases around the country um, of police and other agencies' involvement in allegations of unlawful sexual conduct by AA members. Now let's go back here to the guidelines. Really? Guidelines for a sponsor? I never heard, you know, nobody reads the pamphlet. It's a really rogue organization. And yet, the, the weird thing about it is that None of us, none of them I knew, how infested AA was in our courts. So here you have this organization, and then you have a judge in every city across the country. And we'll just talk about L.A. is court ordering everybody with, from a DUI to somebody who's an offender, sex offender or a violent offender, anyone who gets into trouble. Uh, and if they, have, if they had drugs on them, if they were drunk, and they try to, you know, if they can roll that ball up together and say, well, this person is, you know, you know he's got an alcohol or drug problem, let's do a diversion program. There are a lot of programs that do not take violent offenders, and that's a good thing. And sex offenders, I know one that takes violent offenders but not sex offenders, but do they warn the people? They don't warn the people. Nobody does. Um, in a no AA meeting. Um, let me see. Uh, let's see. AA has guidelines. Okay. It warns that the organization has the potential to become a breeding ground for predatory behavior, end of quotes. Although AA holds its creed of anonymity, um, there is an admission of general acknowledgement of abuse within AA and that the organization will be unable to duck exposure of such abuse the organization says it will not protect members from the law. A spokeswoman for AA yesterday confirmed the leaked document was genuine but refused to comment further. So now I want to talk about the three kinds of predatory uh, goes on. So let's talk about the old-timers first because that's internal. 
And so that's this mechanism that's already set up where these guys know when people come in, they're vulnerable. And it can happen to young. It can happen to women who are 40. You can only know them for a few days, a few hours, or you can know them for three years. So the, what has been documented, you know, for me was some of them, they've known the men for three years, been raped by. Now, some of them, they just meet them right away, and those have led to the murders, like, you know, Megan Neely in um, in uh, Michigan and Colorado and... It turns out that really Christine and Cass, she didn't really, she wasn't really dating that guy. He was, he was in there and he was kind of stalking her, um, and didn't get to get her. And he was a violent offender already. So there you go. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, if anybody wants to call in, eight one eight four seven five ninety two eleven is the number. Eight one eight four seven five ninety two eleven. One of my posters, not my posters, but a poster on leavingaa.com. So if you're new to this community and you just found me, um, I was a, I considered myself, it all seems really weird to me now, the more I talk about it in the language, when did you join? It's like, well, I really didn't join anything. But then you see that in your in your head, in your life, in your way that you signed up. When did you sign up psychologically or physically and start going and then feel like you were a member you know, nobody gives you a card, and, you know, you don't have to sign anywhere. But, you know, once you're sucked in, you're sucked in. And so I was considered, considered myself a member for like 36 years, left uh, for for good in April, May of 2011, uh, but knew a year prior that by the reaction of the community in Southern California and Los Angeles and West L.A. that I would not be a part of um them again and can't stand the word you know in recovery and i never really people didn't use those words there's all this made-up crap so they can just promote their agenda once more um and i think that the relationship between you know when i was watching the movie it was kind of fascinating if you haven't seen it i really suggest you go see spotlight and is that the way that i mean it looked to me that because an editor came finally who was not catholic so he didn't have, he didn't grow up there, he didn't have friends and family. And so when you see what happens when you bring in, and his name is Martin, Marty Barron, um, who's played by Lee Shriver, um, that he, it, it's going to take somebody who is an outsider to be able to see things in, in a really clear light and not be, you know, shaded by the fact that you went to high school or grade school with that person and that you went to church with that person forever so that you couldn't do what, you know, he he did. And then, of course, the other great uh, journalists that worked with him that, that were working, um, the guy that played Mark Ruffalo is uh, Mike, oh, what is Mike's name right now? I forget his name. But um, really fascinating watching how... Even documents were removed from the courts. And that's kind of scary. Um, we know that in, in the particular case that I will, you know, not going to name right now, that there were things that disappeared in, you know, some part of the case. Uh, so I think that if you have AA members in positions in the police department and maybe they're even your police chief, that's even scarier. Perhaps they're a judge and... That's even scarier, and there are, I know, a couple of judges in um, L.A. that are AA, and I hope there's only a couple. 
um, <laughs> because the couple is bad enough, and uh, I think that those that promote it and push it are um, should be um, made aware, and that you you know to send. Here's the thing: like once you go down the rabbit hole, there's like kind of no turning back. And for me, there were there have been many rabbit holes. The first one is to find out that women were getting raped when we just wanted to address 13-stepping. And then from there, that women were getting murdered. How were they getting murdered? Why were men being court-ordered for a violent offense? Like, why would you do that And when an AA, it's got, it's really problematic. Um, you know, we call it a program, but to me, when you, when you really pick AA apart, which I did, it's not a program. You know, he's got his steps. Um, even as a 19-year-old, I was able to look at them and go, these don't really make sense. To me, um, four of the steps were doubled to make it longer. Otherwise, I think there would only be eight steps, you know, or ten steps. Uh, but to be powerless, to be victimized already, and whether you're a man or woman who was victimized as a child, to then walk into a place and say you're powerless, and if you don't admit that you're powerless, then you can't get the rest of the steps. But in the beginning, in the 70s, they didn't tell people that because AA was really small and they wanted AA to grow. And so there was a lot of, you know, um, BS throwing around, like, you know, um, take what you like and leave the rest. You know, oh, well, you know, just come as often as you drink or, as you you know, you need to come. And there wasn't a lot of pushing, and you could, they could really see that they would pull back on their judgmental attitude until you have about six or seven months. And then when the pink cloud starts to fade, they're going to they're gonna leap on you, which they certainly did on me. And I think that um, when you see, um, let me just, I'm trying to find a link right here. Drink advice, uh, service confronts sex abuse. Really, really good story. Uh, I'm going to pull up the one from Australia. Let's see. Australia. Sorry. I'm typing with one finger. Australia, and then say AA. Predators. This was addressed in a one. See where it is. Um, let me see. Uh, Australia. There we go. Um, I'm just trying to bring up the exact. Should A be held for responsible for sexual predators who attend A meetings? <clears throat> Um, no, no, this is a review of The Sober Truth. Um, that's not the one I wanted to show you. But we do have... Oh, man, I'm trying to find it, but that's okay. Uh, this, The one that... Um, I think I might have it in my computer. Anyway, um, they dealt with it, and I heard you know, that it's still a problem. Here we go. Um, no, that's Paul Cleary's... Oh, there it is. I just found it. All right, let's see what it is. Um, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's hard to do it with one finger. You know what I mean? Predators, order to AA. See, I, I had it. And then it went dealing with predators. There we go. Okay. Um, and this is on the front page of their website, or it used to be. The Central Region's 2001 Regional Forum took a bold step by holding a special session to discuss the issue of sexual, spiritual, and financial predators at AA meetings. 
Predators are AA members who take advantage of other members in various ways, such as sexual harassment, sexual attack, pressuring members to join a particular religious group, borrowing money, selling goods for personal gain, and offering investment schemes and theft of group funds. And um, this is one page, and it says, Authorized for Publication by the General Service Board of Alcoholics Anonymous Australia. So Australia dealt with this in 2001. So I thought in 2009, when I showed up for well, seven years, we, know we must have already like addressed this and then found out from Paul Cleary that absolutely not. Um, he wrote the letter. They made him wait a year to read his letter to the board. After he read the letter to the board, they voted to do nothing. So we'll see if um, you know they've done anything but talk. They like to do a lot of talking and praising AA and um, you know for the millions it's helped. Uh, I like to see about the millions it's harmed when you get ordered. And here's the other thing too that you know, I went to this. I've talked about this a lot because I, I think it was really powerful. Where um, I was invited by a new friend, Michelle. And she's a writer, and she introduced me to um, Rachel, who is a deprogrammer. I had her on. Um, Steve, Stephen Hassan, who is the top one of the top deprogrammers from Colts. And you know, it, it, I was just like kind of shocked. Um, I was really shocked about. Um, what was I shocked about? No. Um, what I was really shocked about is that. I'm sorry, I am trying to do too many tabs here, uh, that just nothing uh, w was done. You know, they just refused to do anything. And, you know, we're like, um, it's kind of crazy. It's just really, really crazy. Uh, like, once again, I said, this is Monica Richardson, and I am your host today. I decided to do a short show if you want to call in, 818-475-9211. It's been over a month since I've done a live show uh, because of my health issues, which I'm dealing with and things are moving along and getting better and better. Um, but when you know that this stuff is going on and then you uh, you know, know you don't do anything... Um, oh, I just remembered the part that um, I was kind of outraged. All right, so there's different levels of... Uh, what do you call it? of rabbit hole, going down that rabbit hole. And I talked about, you know, that the sexual harassment, 13-stepping, turning to rape, and then murder. But that when you have, um, when I found out about, like, the, the FAA forces, like, pilots to go and how there's extortion going on there, and then through my friend Leon, that that goes on in the music business, and where they're told, you know, you're going to lose your deal unless you go to this rehab, and that rehab is AA, and it's $40,000 a month, and if you don't play their game, you know, you're not going to play in our sandbox. And um, it's pretty, I mean, I was really shocked then when I found out that they were, like, court ordering. We started digging about the murders and, and the rapes, and once you put into your RSS feed, Alcoholics Anonymous, and then news and quotes, that these stories started coming up, and we wanted the stories to um, always say, like, it, that, you know, proving, you know, people would fight on stinking thinking about, well, you need to prove it, you know, prove that they were in AA or they were sent to AA. And so we were always, like, digging. And what was cool is that 
as the blogs, as there became more and more blogs that were actually anti-AA blogs or exposing AA blogs, like mine was Stop 13 Step in AA and Stinkin' Thinkin' and Orange Papers were kind of the only one, Ken Reggae, sort of the father of that movement, or, you know, that these, there were a couple, there were surely there were like 12-step 12 free, you know, on Yahoo um, groups, uh, but in the beginning, people would fight about it and say, you got to prove it, and how do you know? And it's still going on. Like, it's still going on on my leaving AA site right now. But once you go to court, I just want to say, anybody here, just go to your courthouse where they do criminal court, where they do DUIs in between the murders and all this. And if you have drug court, and you just hear it all. You hear them being sent. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a dumping ground. It's a serious serious dumping ground and you know it is really it's got to be stopped and i i got to tell you that i am committed all the way through that i'm going to stop it in california i'm going to stop it in california that everybody gets um everybody gets court order there and even if i'm you know in states where you know if you look online even in california it's a self-help group well what, what self-help group once you get to your AB 541 class in California, which everybody's forced to go, besides the um, hospital and morgue program or the MAD program, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, which is one one sitting of watching movies and listening to horror stories and a very effective uh, program, actually, that when you go to the AB 541 class in California, you turn it over and they have stamped that self-help with AA and NA meetings. They are not stamped with... AANA, Smart Recovery, Moderation Management, Harm Reduction, Women for Sobriety, Life Ring. Um, maybe you don't want to go... And the, and I actually have somebody who's calling me and talking to me about, you know, how a judge is saying, you know, they want a sponsor. Um, oh, you need to work the steps with a sponsor. It's like I say, well, who the... is a sponsor. There's like nobody. They're nobody. They're not trained. They are nobody. They're not a professional. They're, you know, and it's just like, are you kidding me? And then the most recent one, besides really understanding the First Amendment and knowing that it's a violation of your First Amendment rights and the separation of church and state, that your state is going to send you to a religious, highly religious organization. You know, it's filled with God. It's filled with, you know, turning your will over the care of God as you understand him, and God did this, and you must do that, or you're going to die and go to hell or whatever. I mean, I took it apart for the movie. You know, 497 times God, him, higher power, whatever, was is mentioned in the first 164 pages. 497 times. So, usually, lawyers just want to prove how many times it's in the steps. But I think we also need to address, when you're fighting it in court, or being court-ordered, that you, you need to address that AA is an unprofessional setting, that it is not a drug treatment program, it's called itself a fellowship, and it's just a fellowship. I mean, you're going to court order me. And then here's the part about that, you know, with listening to Stephen Hassan, to be forced to join an organization by my government is in violation of the United Nations. And, you know, Americans, like, you know, we love to think that, you know, oh, we're so free, we're so this. But if you're told, if we have a huge population of people 
that are forced or that not and not just forced so you have those that are forced to go and then their families think that this is the only way and everything is abstinence based prohibition prohibition you know no drinking no alcohol no nothing and then someone does something and then they're breaking their probation and so it has to, instead of harm reduction instead of if somebody's a heroin addict of course they many of them can drink many of them can smoke pot and it not be a problem people who are love opiates you know they're not the same they don't drink the same as somebody who loves gin and um potheads who just love pot you know or they're not going to love opiates i mean everybody is not the same and it got in really really early and you know when you read books like chasing the scream by johan hari uh, that book really, you know, tells you how the war on drugs and our first drugs are was out of his mind. I don't know how all these crazy people get in these positions of uh, power, but they sure do. And um, I mean, I, I think I think we're coming to close to the end. Yep, we are. Ninety seconds left of the show. Uh, all right, so everybody, it's been great. I, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, and um, lots of deprogramming groups on Facebook deprogramming from AA and any other 12-step groups, and there's anti-AA groups, and, you know, there must be like 10 um, on Facebook now, and there's plenty if you, you know, just Google what you're looking for, and you'll find either Leaving AA is my page, and then I have a blog, and then we're going to do another show. Well, I may do another show um, next week, and then take the break. So we'll see. Just you know, I'll, I'll I'll post them, and then if not, have a great holiday. I'll upload some old shows, and uh, you know, some of them are better than others. But um, just remember, everybody, that you just have a great have a great Thanksgiving, and thanks for all your support. And uh, we will see you next time on Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery again. This is Monica Richardson. I'm your host, and good night for now. Bye bye. <laughs>